0: The blockchain is its own huge database, right? I mean, you you can't fraud, you can't fake it, you can't censor it, you you can't change it after it's been done.
1: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. All right, Travis, my man, we finally get to connect again after a long time. So I'm <laughs> excited to really just chat with you. And I'm so glad we we're able to talk about something that has been bothering me a little bit, thinking that I have no idea what this is. So before we get into that, we have Travis Wright, huge fan of Travis. He is a blockchain, op, like I think podcast pioneer. I think he has like over a million views or something like that are downloads on the podcast. But also like I know him for several years. I still remember he gave me a stone at one of the MarTech conference and I still carry that stone with me uh, in my back pocket. So nice. Uh, Uh, And again, he's an author of uh, a couple of books, has two podcasts going on. So a lot of really, really good things. So Travis, kind of share a little bit about yourself more than what I've shared and all the great things you're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Plus, I also uh, spoke at the Flip My Funnel event that you put on in, uh, in Atlanta this past year. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. It's great stuff. You put on a great event over there. And uh, so yeah, so I'm a marketing technologist. I wrote a book called Digital Sense that came out in January this past year. And uh, actually uh, here in a couple of weeks, I guess, at CES, it is featured as one of the top 12 books uh, at CES this year. So, Digital Sense. Get that
1: book. I I think we gave it to a ton of our uh, folks at the conference. It was pretty awesome.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that was great. So we've had a lot. We've had a lot of great time about that with that, with that book. So that's all about you know social business, uh, marketing, technology, customer experience. How do you weave that all together to build a, a full on strategy? We have some frameworks in there as well, and then we're also we're talking about a lot of emerging technology. So I, for the last you know couple of years, I've I've hosted the Venture Beat podcast, which is called VB Engage, and so we talk a lot about different emerging technologies and how it applies to marketing. You know, so AI obviously has been huge, machine learning, chatbots, all that. Artificial intelligence, obviously a huge one. Uh, But what really sort of struck me was um, blockchain. And so, you know, over the past, you know, I I first heard of blockchain back in like 2010. And I remember I played with some Bitcoin mining back in the day, but I didn't, it didn't fully click. I know, I remember I mined, uh, I got 50 Bitcoin that I mined. Yeah. And then I know that I went to a, um, a Bitcoin faucet where they were giving away Bitcoin every day. You could get five Bitcoin every time you would go to the site. Yeah. And if you'd have gone there just a couple of times, you would have, <laughs> uh, you, you would have yourself a nice substantial fat stash. Um, uh, <clears throat> really like, what did you do in your life? Well, I, I went to this free website that gave away Bitcoin and I collected a few, but I had 55. <laughs> how, long ago, how long ago was this? That was 2010. Wow. Yeah. And so, and I, and I lost all of those on a computer and, uh, <laughs> You know, because for one, they weren't worth anything really in 2010 yet. They were getting, they were, start, they were starting to, but it was one of those things. I minded. I checked it out. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I went off on something else. And then that computer crashed and they ended up throwing that computer away. Knowing now that I have 55 Bitcoins and Bitcoin today at this time is $14,407. So that would have been a nice little chunk of change there. Uh, oh, wow. You, that's a big reminder for you. <laughs> yeah. And so over time, I've I played around with Bitcoin and crypto. And over this past year, well, I wrote an article back in December this last year where it was all about, you know, it was, it was my first political article ever because I was like, you know what, we're all complaining about this Russian hack and whatever. Yeah. We don't even know what really happened. But we, how about instead of complaining, how about we find a solution? And really, a solution would be blockchain and voter ID. And basically, everyone has A smart device and you can determine that that's you and so how about we just vote in a in you know how we should vote in the 21st century and uh because you can't fake that you know the blockchain is its own you know the blockchain is its own huge database right i mean you you can't fraud you can't fake it you can't censor it you can't you can't change it after it's been done so this new this blockchain is one of the most amazing inventions since the internet in my opinion So Travis, help everybody
1: understand who, like most of the listeners today are like, you know, entrepreneurs, B2B marketing and sales professionals. Mm -hmm. Why is blockchain important? To Before you explain what it is and you know, how it works and and some of these things I love to learn myself. um, I would love for you to kind of share like, why do you think it's important for anybody to listen about blockchain instead of content marketing or, you know, all the other things that infographics or videos and all those things. Why is a blockchain an important part of marketing and sales uh, repository today?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know that it's going to impact every single marketer. I don't know that it's something that every single marketer needs to pay attention to at this particular point. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I love emerging technologies. I've always prescribed to that theory by Wayne Gretzky that says, you know, skate to where the puck is heading. Right, not necessarily where the puck is right now. Where's the puck going? And start paying attention to that. So, that is one of the things that I do. Now, you know, Don and Alex Tapscott, they wrote a great book called The Blockchain Revolution. And that would be a book that I would maybe recommend taking a look at. And they say that the blockchain is an incorruptible digital ledger of economic transactions that can be programmed to record not just financial transactions, but virtually everything of value. All right. So, it's this open ledger. And then whenever a transaction happens, everyone who, is, who has a node or who has the software on their computer gets broadcasted that transaction. So if I send you $10, mm-hmm. Sangram, I can't send that same $10 to someone else. It's not like an MP3 or a Word doc, right? right? That's where cryptography comes in. And so I can send you that $10. Once I send you that $10, the network will then check to make sure that I have $10 And then now that I've sent that $10 to you, they ensure that I no longer have that $10. And now you have that $10. And now that transaction is now placed in this block. And now that block is now solved. And boom, it goes into the blockchain. Once it's been blocked, once it's been in that chain, it can no longer be edited. You can't censor it. You can't change it. You can't do anything with it. It is immutable and immovable. And it is, you know, we're in this world of fake news now, right? Where this (laughs) that's a big problem. You don't know what's real, what's not real. This is the first time ever, maybe in history, that once something is placed in the block and it is placed in the blockchain, it's undebatable. Like literally, you can't argue about it and everyone in the world can actually agree that what's in this database is real. And wow. doesn't matter if you're doesn't matter if you're white brown muslim christian jewish yeah. whatever like it's the first time ever that everybody <laughs> can agree on something
1: sounds like from a religious perspective from a political perspective <laughs> right. every perspective right. so it has taken a while right for people to catch up even for blockchain to really catch on and it seems like in the last one year it has just gone crazy and i don't know it's because people like you who have been following it a little bit. And now all of a sudden, are starting to speak out about it. Mm. Uh, But I'd love for you to kind of share practical kind of examples of how somebody can use like blockchain for, you know, not only just money transfer, but like things that would actually help them from a marketing or sales perspective.
0: Yeah, you know, it depends on, on which industry you're in. So if you do, if you search on Google, or actually on YouTube for Travis Wright, martech conference keynote i gave the opening keynote on day two of the martech conference in boston this past year and i talked about a lot of the different industries that blockchain is disrupting now it's not just the financial world now if we get into talking about finance that's one thing but there are so many different Mm -hmm. industries that are being disrupted by blockchain and you know when you look at all the different ones, it's the banking industry, the stock trading industry, the online music industry, real estate's being disrupted by this, healthcare, legal industry, you know, car riding industries. There's, I think, most every industry in some way is going to be disrupted by blockchain. But one thing I would think is interesting about blockchain in a marketing perspective for marketers, right. and depending on if you're a consumer, you know, B2C or you're B2B marketer, I mean, there's a lot of different cool things you could do in the way of rewards with blockchain. Now, now imagine this. Now, imagine every time that you bought some Apple product that you got some Apple coin, right? All right. And uh, that Apple coin over time increases in value. You're not just a consumer, but you're an investor. Most people are just consumers in the world. Like, they'll buy, you know, the latest, greatest iPhone or the latest, greatest, you know, iMac that they release. But if you'd actually, in a lot of those cases, not bought the computer, but instead yeah. bought the stock, you would have been way better off in the long right. run, right? Right, And most people are, look through this, this lens of being a consumer. Now, uh, so you can reward people in this. So, so imagine, let's say you're a sports team. right. And you're like, okay, I want to create this nice reward. I live in Kansas City, so maybe it's the Kansas City Chiefs coin. And yeah. what they do is you're a season ticket holder. Boom, you get some of this Kansas City Chiefs coin. Oh, you've gone to these games. You get this coin. Well, now you have so many coins. Well, now you can actually participate in maybe live video conferences with some of your favorite players. Or you're now able to get... Special discounts off of certain things, or you're able to maybe buy this jersey at a you know that would not be available to anyone, but you have enough of the of these tokens, and so you can create this nice little reward channel. I think out of blockchain, yeah. Uh, But the possibilities are endless, and a lot of these blockchains now have the ability to add smart contracts on top of the blockchain. What's a
1: smart contract?
0: Well, it's basically a contract that you can do. Maybe it's it's some process that you would want to do over and over again that you normally a human would do, yeah. uh, but necessarily it's just sort of these little programmable actions that can happen over and over again. So, so gotcha. I like this. I like this example. Say you and I are in a band, right? Mm-hmm. And we and you wrote the song. Yeah. yeah, you wrote the song, and you the lead singer, and I play guitar, and we got a drummer, right? right. And so what happens is, imagine if every time somebody listened to the song, it cost them a penny. Mm -hmm. But since you wrote the song, you get 33% because you wrote the song and you get maybe you get another percentage because you're singing the song. And then maybe I, maybe you get 50% of every time somebody plays a song, you get 50% of that penny. And I get 25 because I just play the guitar. And this other dude gets 25% because he plays the drums. That's a smart contract. And every time that song would be listened to, it cost a penny. Oh, 50, wow. 50, you know, 50% of that penny goes to you. And then anytime you would want to go in and log into your account and get that money out, you could and transfer it over to your crypto and then send it over to your bank and then uh, transfer it into uh, to fiat currency, maybe US dollars or euros or pounds or whatever, right. wherever you live. So the, you gave me like two big ideas that I did not in initially
1: associate with like all of this uh, blockchain and crypto. One is that we're not talking about consumers. We're actually taking consumers and turning them into investors. And mm-hmm. when you think about it, as an investor, you're thinking that the value of what you just bought over a period of time goes on. So it's not like Delta Sky Miles, right? <laughs> you know, in, you know, in a way, I, I have, uh, I'm like, I have a ton of Delta Sky Miles. Unfortunately, so I travel a lot. And I feel like every time I use it, I feel like it's depreciating in value because everybody's like me over there. Everybody's in that priority chain and stuff. So it's never increases in value mm-hmm. uh, as much as it should given my travel because everybody else alongside seems to be traveling. But what you're saying is that if I had Delta Miles as Bitcoin, they would have increased in value. So the, as the Delta stock has been going up, I would actually feel the return of that and have you get more. a little bit of the
0: love, the, right? Because that doesn't happen today. Like, I mean, the the investors got really rich. The yeah. people who invested in Amazon, they got really got really wealthy. People who bought Amazon stock got really wealthy. But if I'm participating as a Prime member right. and I'm buying X amount of stuff and I'm participating in their ecosystem, I'm not rewarded with any of their long term financial gains. But what's happening now is this flip is happening where these businesses are becoming way more transparent. They're yeah. they are they're very open and they are willing to share in the, the rewards to the community who helped them get there, which Absolutely. is unlike anything today. Yeah. I mean, I love that. So I think
1: that's a really big idea and I'm so glad. I think people are going to learn a lot about like, we thinking about consumers, not just as a transaction, but thinking about them as investors and figuring out how we give them value or mm-hmm. period of time. That's like Even if you're not doing Bitcoin, I think we should start thinking about that. How do we give our customers... And make them feel like they're investors. And how would we treat them? Would we treat right. them as a transaction or would we treat them as a as someone who's like an investor? I think
0: it changes all the way. It does. And that's one of the reasons how I look at this, Sangram, is you know, I wrote a book, Digital Sense, which is all about customer experience. To me, this becomes the ultimate customer yeah, experience. Absolutely. Because you're being rewarded for your actions. And another thing, and it's not just Bitcoin. Bitcoin is one blockchain, mm-hmm. right? Uh, It was the one the main first one that popped up back in 2009. So that was the first blockchain. But then there's been a lot of them that have forked off of Bitcoin. And there's been a lot lot of them that have been created, you know, outside of Bitcoin and kind of create a better a better version of that. There's there's ones like Ethereum, uh, which is which is one of the top five coins. Litecoin's a top five coin. That's also a blockchain. Lumen, Stellar Lumens is one that you can actually build on. BitShares is another blockchain where you can actually build on it, build these smart contracts on top of it. There's some other ones that are coming out as well. One, which is created by Disney, Uh, Hmm. it's called Dragon Chain, which will allow businesses to basically have their own internal blockchain where that data is all private to them. But the transactions can be you know, visible outside of that ecosystem. So it's pretty interesting. You can see that there's these different blockchains that are popping up. And then each one of these blockchains have their own rewards, right. incentives built in, which are those tokens or those coins, which then end up becoming worth more and more over time. I love that,
1: man. I think I think those are all really good points. And I feel like, you know, for people who are listening to this, they might still wonder, like, how do I use blockchain in my day-to-day life? Like, can I sell products that I actually have? And I think what I'm starting to learn about this, especially on this conversation, that big organizations like Disney and, and the consumer organizations are already starting to move in this direction. Mm-hmm. And we think about if that's the next new currency of the world, if that's what's going to happen, then it's, it's probably not too late before, w- from a B2B perspective, people may be buying products uh, as a result of this. So knowing what it means, not only just from a financial perspective, but also just from a men- you know the thought process perspective, mm-hmm. that looking at your customers as investors, not just consumers, I think that could be a a really, really big idea.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of companies now that are doing stuff within the data space, right? To ensure that we own our own data. Like with the whole problem with that big hack that happened with Equifax and everyone's data, right? I mean, most of our data, if you were in Equifax, if you have a credit report that you've ever ran on Equifax, most likely your data is now on the dark web. Yeah. I mean, it's there. Somebody actually was able to use my data from that breach on the dark web, was able to contact T-Mobile, act like they were me, and get <laughs> them to switch my phone number over to their device in Illinois wow. uh, by using my social security number that they pulled off of the dark web. Right? Wow. They were trying to get my crypto. Uh, they were trying to log in. And what happened was once they were able to log into to my phone, well then, you know, if I had that two-factor authentication where I'm, I'm using an SMS text right. to verify. Well, they were able to get into my Gmail. They yeah. were able to get into my traviswright.com email. They were able to get into my Apple. They were yeah. able to, to hack my Twitter. Right? Wow. They, they were trying to get into my Coinbase account because they thought I had some crypto that they could steal. Right. Uh, but I keep all my crypto sort of off of my computer. You don't want to keep your, you don't want to keep it on a computer or on those exchanges if you can. Yeah. But that's a whole different, different conversation. But. One thing you do want to do is if you start getting involved in crypto is make sure you contact your phone company because you want to make sure that they can't do a SIM card swap to another phone without your permission in person at the freaking store with your freaking ID. Like Literally, (laughs) nobody can do anything on my account now without me going in there with my ID and saying, I am me. And they're like, wow, I've never seen an account locked down like this. I'm like, yeah, well, I caused a little bit of a storm for two (laughs) <laughs> uh, that is crazy, man. I,
1: I love this. I love the energy, the really excitement. And that's a pro tip. You know, make sure that your provider knows that you go there with an ID. How can people find you and how can people learn more about what you do?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can find me. I'm on most all the channels. If you Google Travis, Wright, I pop up most everywhere. But I'm TW on Twitter. Uh, Joel Kamm and I, we host the Bad Crypto Podcast. And uh, we're one of the top 10 podcasts in the world ranked now on investing one of the top 200 podcasts in the world now overall and we just started this thing in July and you know in 5 months we had 1.25 million downloads on this thing and uh, we actually created our own coin called yeah. bad coin oh wow i had no idea <clears throat> yeah so we've been giving away bad coin for free to all of our all of our fans and listeners and it's worth nothing right now but we have something in the works that could uh, potentially change that uh, as it all as we move forward down this whole crazy blockchain rabbit hole. but uh, So we're having fun. And you know what? If you know Joel, you know Joel's kind of uh, an interesting character as well. He's been in marketing for 20-plus years. He's written 15 books on marketing. He's a futurist with IBM, and uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. He actually sold his first company to Yahoo back in the day. Oh, wow. He built Yahoo Game. I don't know if you remember Yahoo Games, where you could yeah. go there and play Spades and Blackjack, and you'd have the little avatars there with the little Yahoo people. Yeah, he, he of this. He yeah, that was his. He sold it to them. That was his first seven-figure deal. And uh, him and I just had a uh, pretty great camaraderie talking about crypto. And then we decided to go ahead and do a, uh, a crypto show. But here's one lesson of that. So we decided to do the show on July 16th. We launched the first episode on July 18th, less than 48 hours <laughs> later. We had built the brand. We had come up with a name. We had built the brand, bought the domain name, built the you know, the site set up Lipson. And we had all of that, all of the social channels set up within 48 hours and our first show launched. So if you want to do something, you actually decide to do something and then you act immediately. And you know what, if you create content that is interesting in in an area that you're trying to influence, then great things can happen. I love that, man. I think
1: that's a really, really important thing for everybody to know is like, don't wait, just do it. Just do
0: it. You, You could do it and then make iterations along the way. A lot of people get you know, this um, analysis paralysis type of thing. And they start going, oh, but well, what if I do this? Well, then I do that. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm like, you know what? How about you just get going? And then <laughs> uh, it, it was that whole adage from back in the day with the Mac. It's like, uh, I think Guy Kawasaki talked about it. He goes, don't worry, be crappy and get better. Yeah. just got to get started somewhere. And yeah. if you don't get started, you'll never get started. And then you're going to keep thinking about, oh, I should do this. and I, Then you should all over yourself and don't do anything.
1: Yeah. And so for every marketing and salesperson out there listening or every entrepreneur who's listening to the podcast, just do it, make shit happen, and something good will come out of it. Travis, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Right on. And as we say on Bad Crypto at the end of every episode, Sangram, stay oh, bad. Stay bad. All right, bud. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world.